For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Believe in Boston College. I'm your host, Trevor Haas. I'm joined by Jeremy Trueblood and Matthias Kiwanuka. We're here to break down Boston College's past game against Temple and look ahead to Missouri. Big opponent for Boston College, a chance to prove itself against an SEC school. Jeremy and Matthias, first, let's look back at last week's game. Just what were your thoughts on BC's ability to control the line of scrimmage and just dominate up front? I mean, I enjoyed watching it from just from like a, a former player standpoint. Those are those are the kind of games you like to you like to be in. You know, you got a comfortable lead. Your offense is just methodically moving the ball down the field at will. It just seemed like offensively they they were just doing what they wanted to do. You know, it was like, all right, let's throw this play out there. That works. Uh, let's throw this other play out there. Uh, that works, too. You know, um, they look very comfortable. They looked like they were playing, you know, good, solid, technically sound football. Um, and uh, on the defensive side, I just felt like there there weren't enough um, opportunities for everybody to 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 you know to to show what they could do. You know, they came out in the third quarter. I think they 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 passed the ball pretty proficiently in the third quarter, but for the rest of the game, there just there just wasn't a whole lot to to get after. You know, from a pass rush standpoint. Uh, which is what I was watching, but I thought they had some, some great individual plays. Um, IGM balled out, you know, um, the, the transfer from, from Temple. I'm pretty sure he had a, a solid party after that game. Um, but uh, as a whole, I thought it was, it was a good, it was a good team win. It wasn't something that, you know, you're going to write home about or, or everybody's going to be super excited about, you know, you got to pick out the, the little things that you did wrong and, and try to get prepared and ready for a great competition. Yeah, I agree with you, Matthias. I think uh, it was a good game for the uh, for the line. Um, I when I was watching the defense, they were constantly pushing the line of scrimmage back into the backfield, which is good. Um, you know, uh, as the offensive line goes, you know, I I've stated last week that I watched them very closely. Uh, I love it watching those guys. I'm really impressed. Um, they miss blocks. You know, that happens. Um, but their footwork is good. Their hand placement is good. Um, they move their feet on their third and fourth step, you know, like as an offensive lineman, you kind of get your feet in the ground. Right. And then you move them on your third or fourth step, depending on like where they want to go and where you want to take them. Right. So I heard uh, Griselle say at the very end of the game, um, you know, like they wanted to take it over the o line was like, you know, this is where we win the game. And I'll tell you as an offensive lineman, you don't want to pass the ball unless you have to, right. You just want to shove it down their throat. Cause that's what fun. Uh, that's what is fun. But especially at the end of the game, you know, you don't want to be behind like temple, was you're passing the game or you're passing the ball the whole time, you know, you're pass blocking, they know you're passing. It's hard to block that way. So congratulations to the, uh, you know, the line and all of the team really that I think they played great. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, I agree. I think it was a really solid showing. I mean, like you said, not the most flashy, not the most sexy game, but they're going to come out and they're going to play their style of football. And once you get the lead, a lead like that, I think it's just, you know, run the clock and just run the ball as much as you can trust the offensive line. And I think it was a really solid game and they didn't really show too much of their offense or their defense. Grossell said they still have 75% of their offensive plays that they haven't run. So a lot in their back pocket heading into Missouri and Clemson, which is an ideal spot to be in. See, I, I, here's my thing though. If you don't, 
if you, I know you don't want to show everything, but Grossell has an arm, you know, he's, he's in his, what, sixth year. It's his ninth career start. I, I would have liked to have seen them, you know, throw the ball down the field a little bit more, even though you have a comfortable lead. I know, I know what you're saying, Jeremy, like, hey, let's just run the ball and, and control the clock, which they did very well. And to be honest with you, I'm not even like, if they, if this was a, a, um, you know, like a, a, a higher ranked opponent, then I would say this was, that was a great, you know, usage of the clock. That was a great way, but I feel like we could have been, we could have taken a little bit more chance and, 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 um, you know, thrown the ball down the field a little bit more, gotten some more guys involved in the game and, and, you know, and gotten a little bit more preparation. Like there's nothing like game speed. There's nothing like, like playing at game speed. You could practice all you want. Um, but when you, you have the opportunity to go out there and, and, uh, and to, and to air it out, you know, like, why not, why not take that chance? You know, why not, why not show what we can do a little bit and, and get guys some reps? What do you think, Jay? I'll tell you why Matthias coming from an offensive guy <laughs> from my perspective, of course, I'm not every coach, but, uh, or player, but, um, you know, we used to keep it vanilla against, uh, teams that, you know, not are that are inferior per se, but you know, you don't, you have the game plan, you know, you have your first. 15 sometimes you have five, 10 plays that you're just going to keep in the playbook that are very vanilla. And, uh, you know, everyone runs. And if you watch the game, you know, which I know you did, but I'm saying if you watch it closely from the offensive line play, you can tell without even looking at the play call, you know, it's zone left, zone right, uh, boot left, boot right. You know, they, they play very vanilla the first three games. I think I heard Halfley say something about, you know, not showing too much, right? Like what's the point of giving someone, like you said, there's nothing like game speed. I agree. Um, I agree that the wide receivers need work to run on routes and stuff like that. Well, they run seven on seven, you know, this every day during the summer. It's not like they don't know what they're doing, but if you run the plays that like, uh, you know, you're going to run against the good teams, like Missouri, Clemson, whatever, you know, moving down the line, um, they can practice against it and practice and know what you're going to do. So it's kind of like not showing your cards type thing. I think, I don't know, but I mean, that's what I would think would be the offensive advantage to kind of keeping it vanilla. Now I do agree with you though, but I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, well, I think this week will be pivotal in that regard. I mean, against Missouri, an offensive team, a team that is averaging 40 points a game like BC, they're pretty similar offensively from all I've heard. So I think their quarterback, Connor Bazelik, is one of the more explosive quarterbacks in the SEC. So they're going to score points, I think, in my opinion. So I think BC is going to have to throw the ball and throw it vertically. So I think we'll know a lot more after this week heading into Clemson, whether or not that's something they can do as well. They've done in the past. Man, all right, all right. Here, here's my thing I, I see what you're saying right I understand you don't want to show your offense so maybe you don't show the motion maybe you don't show you know the alignment or, or any of that kind of stuff but you could run a post you know what I'm saying everybody's gonna have to run a, a post did. at some point they did though they ran like play I'm not arguing with you yes I am because it's fun but no I'm just kidding they, they were running play actions like they run like you know a fake zone deep pocket throw they, they got a they got a deep throw. What was that first touchdown pass? That was a good little throw. You know, he threw a few ducks. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, maybe that scared him off. You know, you never know. Uh, maybe the offensive line said, well, let's run it down their throat. And, you know, the coaches are like, let's do it. You know, I don't know. But uh, I agree. I think, you know, that uh, you can just do whatever you want, obviously. But, I mean, whenever the coach's plan is, the players will do. Switching gears here to defense. Matthias, can you just elaborate on just Tim Lukuba's decision to rush three on third down? Just why you think that was effective? <laughs> All right. So as, as a defensive lineman and as a linebacker, I absolutely hate it 
when you rush three people. Okay, when you're, okay. If, you, if you're up front and you're one of the three people that are rushing, you basically are staring at a double team. Mm-hmm. You're staring at a possible triple team, depending on, on you know, who decides to or not to rush or, or that kind of stuff. That being said, it was actually very effective. Like this was the one of the only instances where I've seen like a three-man rush be very effective. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, we're playing against a, a freshman quarterback um, and he was just confused. There, there was, you know, a lot of guys in coverage. There were a couple times when it looked like they were, um, they, they, you know, they, uh, they dropped eight, but then late, you know, a linebacker would come out of coverage and, and get some pressure. I'm okay with that. Um, I just, I think it was, it was a perfect strategy for this game. I don't like it as a player. And I, I wonder if that's going to be enough to get it done against some, you know, some more worthy opponents. So you get, you know, uh, uh, a little bit more veteran quarterback back there. And, and you know, you got to get pressure. You know, you got you to get pressure, especially in those situations. I, I like to see some, you know, some four-man rushes and then throw some blitzes in there. But I think for, for this game, uh, it was effective. And we came out with the win. And, you know, they were barely getting any first downs in the in the beginning of the game. I think, they, you know, the third quarter is when they, they lit it up a little bit. But other than that, I thought the game was called very well. Let's uh, shift gears to Missouri here. So, you know, coming up, it's a big game for Boston College, a chance to establish itself against the, an SEC team. Um, hey guys, I'm 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 going I'm going in and out here. Are you guys Are you guys hearing me, or is it? Just cut it in and out. Uh, yeah. In and out. One second. All right, so shifting gears to Missouri here, a big game for Boston College, a chance to establish itself against an SEC team. Uh, it would be the first win for BC against an SEC team since 2001 when they beat Georgia. So it would be a pretty big accomplishment. Obviously, they don't play <laughs> too much these days, but that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, so Missouri coach Eli Drinkwitz had some interesting words about Boston College and the potential, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting game for them, a chance to come to BC, but he wasn't so so favorable. Uh, he didn't view it so favorably. So I'll play this clip and I'll let you guys uh, share your thoughts on what Eli Drinkwitz said about the BC game. You know, I don't know. A great game. It'll be a tremendous test. I think they're a really good football team. They're 3-0. and They were you know, maybe six and five last year in a COVID year. And I think Coach Affley's done a tremendous job there and uh, poised to have a big year. I mean, you look at the ACC, it's wide open. And, you know, us traveling to Boston is going to be a very difficult test. If I had my pick of it, I would love to play a regional matchup that was maybe more of a uh, rivalry game um, that would be maybe a little bit more exciting to recruits to watch, you know, from the TV perspective or, uh, you know, maybe we're playing in front of your family. Um, you know, I don't know the last time uh, Missouri signed a kid from the great state of, of Massachusetts. This is that, but... So what are your thoughts? Something or nothing? All right. Oh, I, now that I heard it again, when I first heard it, I thought he was, you know, you know, pissing all over us and you know, it was calling us not, you know, not good enough town or something like that. It sounds like he's got a problem with his um, athletic director or whoever's scheduling the games because he's trying to set himself up to recruit better in his backyard. And he knows that, you know, the players that he's trying to go after are not necessarily paying attention to, to the East coast or BC football or that kind of thing. So it doesn't, it doesn't have the same ring as it did when I first, when I first heard it, I was getting fired up and I was like, Ooh, this is bulletin board material. Let's, you know, let, let's talk about this and, and, and whatnot. It sounds like he's just frustrated because he's got to, you know, 
play a play a game that's not going to necessarily help him with recruiting. But Jeremy, I know you got some stuff to say about this one. I do. Um, you know, you're right. The first time I heard it, it got me all fired up. Right. The second time I heard it, um, I'm like, you know, whatever. You know, I heard it again. I'm thinking to myself, hmm, you're right, Matthias. I mean, that that's some very valid points right there. You know, if I was a coach, I would want to play maybe some teams like around my backyard, like you're saying, the recruits to, uh, you know, get some, uh, hey, let's go to Missouri. But, you know, uh, I appreciate they're coming to Boston because there's probably going to be a few Missouri kids that see the great city of Boston you know, all the pretty stuff and things they can do there. And they might come to Boston College. Thank you for coming. Well, that was a big thing with us going to the ACC, right? Remember they were saying like, oh, we're going to we're going to be in the ACC. We're going to have, you know, be able to recruit, you know, from the south and and we'll, we'll get, you know, bigger time players and, mm-hmm. and this whole thing. So I I understand how, you know, your visibility and, you know, what network you're playing on. I mean, I'm down here in Florida. It's it's damn near impossible to catch a, a BC game. You know, you got to go through yeah. a, a bunch of hoops and, and just to try to, to see the team play. So guys down here, probably BC is probably not on their radar, right? Um, so if BC or if, you know, Missouri's not on the radar for people from the, what do you call it? The great state of Massachusetts, (laughs) he said the great state of Massachusetts, (laughs) um, uh, you know, if, if that's, if that's his concern, I get it, but you know, you gotta, you you still gotta show up and you gotta, you gotta win the game. So, you know, let's see what he's got. So you guys are much much wiser now, a little bit older. I know, I know you have different, different opinions now, <laughs> but, but when, uh, when you're 20 years old, what do you, how do you react to that? Here's, yeah. Know? Yeah. When I, when I'm 20 years old, if I'm, if I'm sitting out there, I'm like, man, F him, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to play me. You think you're, oh, you think like nobody's watching me. Like I play at Boston college. Like we play in a major market, a major city. Where do you play? You know, like, like you would use anything, anything somebody says in the slightest to, to go against you or to knock you like that, that auto, automatically is bulletin board material. I'm getting a sack. I'm rolling off to the sidelines. I'm going to look him dead in his face after I do it, you know, before I walk back to the huddle. So yeah, I, I hope the team gets fired up behind it. I hope they do. I think, you know, just me as an old man, I'm like, eh, you know, you can't take everything everybody says so seriously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I got something to ask you, Matthias, about like our experience in college. Um, how many kids did we have from the Midwest when we were there? Do you think we had a ton? Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought we had a lot, but I mean, we had more than a lot. I I used to study that program like mm-hmm. it was my uh, journal. You know, yeah. like I used to like, kind of research and stuff. There's a I remember a walk on was his name Boyd. He was from Missouri. He came out to Boston, but there was um, at least three of us from Indianapolis. There's a bunch of guys from Ohio. I mean, Boston well, goes out and uh, recruits well. You know, let's, maybe let's they be- Missouri should look into that. Let's be honest. This is because they had those programs in every bathroom and you used to eat like crap and you spent a lot of time in there. So you had a lot of time to study. it. I took it out of the bathroom with me, though. You have to finish it. <laughs> that is true. But I mean, honestly, as a 20 year old, um, I don't know about you, Trevor, but as a 20 year old, my temper was a little higher. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I know you're not young now. I mean, like, we're kidding. that young. You know, my temper was a little higher. But um, as of right now, you know, I, I'm still fired up about it. So, uh, you know, it's not that he's wrong. It's just I'm going to use it as motivation as a football player. That was would be me as a 20 year old, you know, positive, yeah. negative or anything in between. I need something to motivate myself past the, uh, you know, the will to win. Yeah. You always got to have that chip on your shoulder and you got to, because coaches also do that. He did that, the double talk stuff too. He did that. Oh, they're, they're a good team or they're three, you know, or they're poised to have a good year. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what, what he started you, with. Exactly. You <laughs> know, like he, he made sure he covered all his bases. He's trying not to make it bulletin board material. Uh, this is that, but yeah, you know, <laughs> but I want to hear how you really feel. Like the, tell me what you say when the cameras are not on, like, don't, 
don't don't give me that oh yeah you guys are a solid team or you're this and that now nah, like what did you really say that's what i want to feel and i feel like it was starting to come out there a little bit he don't want he don't want to play the game for whatever reason he don't want to play us that's enough for me as a player that's enough you don't want to play me all right here we go because regardless of what market i was in if we we're ranked number one you would be itching to play us right you know what i mean if we we're number one in the country yeah. it, it wouldn't matter where we are you would you would be itching to play us because we would have an opportunity so so you know i look at it like that it's like yeah like everybody wants to play the big dog you know he doesn't consider us a big dog all right well then let's go show him there you go and what do you think this win would do for bc do you think it's just another game or do you think it's a huge chance for them to prove themselves against an sec team how do you guys view that side of it um you just mentioned that it would be the first sec you know opponent that we'd beat since georgia Yep. Matthias and I were there. That was our freshman year. So that's a long time. You know, I mean, I was 18 years old uh, in Nashville, you know, having a good time. But music, like, music City Bowl. Music City Bowl. That was a fun game. Will Green, all those guys. But I'll tell you what, I think it'd be equally as big uh, for, you know, our program right now. We'll be 4-0 or 3-0, right? Or 4-0. That's 4-0. huge. Um, sorry. Yeah, 4-0. That's huge. I mean, come on. Like, that's we haven't been like that, what, since 2000? What was it, 8 or 9 or 7 yep. like that with uh, Matt Ryan? So that's huge for the program, I believe. Matthias? Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it's a big deal too. Um, you know, I'm, I was thinking about the things I said last week about like you know scheduling bigger, better games, and and now that the season is starting to get underway, you know, I'll, I'll eat my words a little bit. I think you know, regardless of how the schedule plays out, as long as you have good teams on your schedule. Um, and you win the games that you're supposed to win. Don't lose a game that that you're expecting to win. Make sure that you go into those big games, you know, undefeated. You know, and we have an opportunity to to continue that trend. And and you're right, yeah. Like getting an SEC win, regardless of where they fall in their in their um, division, you know, it's still it's still a good thing. You know, it's still a good thing for our program. It looks good on our record. It'll help us as we we move forward and we're trying to get, you know, into the rankings and all this and that. So, you know, I, I'm all for it. No means. Um, and, uh, you know, let, let, let's go. Let's go get it done, man. Let's see what these boys got. Like, we're rolling right now. The defense looks good. The defense looks solid, you know. Um you know, watching, watching, watching the the run fits and 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 watching how those linebackers come downhill and and run side to side. I was I was really impressed. You know, I was I was really really impressed with what they did out there and what they've done these first couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this SEC matchup. Great. And then just breaking it down a little bit, just what are your keys to this game? What do you think will ultimately decide it, one way or the other? You can um, take that one. All right. Well, I mean, I just off the top of my head, before every game, you know, like what I would here uh special teams field position right make sure you uh take care of that you know that that, that falls on two people's backs but i also co- that cover team you know all that kind of stuff that's a big deal with field position um stout defense you know you just talked about that they're playing great so i mean no big splash plays like that that's what i used to hear a lot from you guys no splash plays then don't break you know but you know keep them at bay type thing but as far as the offense goes i would like to see uh less penalties you know limit the turnovers uh less negative plays and, uh, you know, keep yourself on schedule because I think Dana Bible or, or old OCs to say, I don't got no plays for third and 15, you know, like there's not <laughs> many plays for stuff like that. So keeping yourself on schedule, no missed assignments, no turnovers, you know, limit the penalties, keep a level head and just fix your mistakes. I think they'll be all right. I'll, I'll point to like something specific. So there was a play in, uh, in the second half. Can't remember exactly when it was. Chris Banks had a sack, right? Um, but on that play, Shita Salah was the end and he ran um, the exit stunt, right? We, we used to call the exit. I don't know what they, what they refer to it now, but, you know, it was a four-man rush. 
you know, you have a younger, undersized defensive end, you know, throwing his nose in there, coming down on a, on a you know, a stout guard, wrecking havoc. And then you have, you know, a, a defensive tackle who understands what he's, what his job and what his role was. He took a step up. He flashed his hands. He made sure he drew the attention of the guard. And then he wrapped around and got the sack. Like stuff like that to me is like, all right, that's that's what I want to see. That, that's the stuff that they're working on, right? Um, because there's going to be a time, you know, come probably in this game where we're going to need something like that. We're going to have to rely on that. That's what I was saying about, you know, the offense. Like, you know, throw a post in there. Like throw some, throw some deep balls so that we, we, can, we can study it on, on film and we can say, oh, we need to change this. We need to change that. The, the attention to detail, those little things on the defensive side, I feel like that's where it's going to come down to because in, in just in general terms, you know, gap responsibility or understanding like who you have in coverage, their zone coverage. Yeah, it was soft, but it was very effective. You know, those things have been, you know, taken care of. Now, when the game is on the line, who's going to be that dog? Who's going to be able to go out there and, and run an exit stunt or, or run a run a, um, a TE stunt, you know, and, and make a play when we need to? That's 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 the test that, that I'm uh, that I'm looking for. I believe that they're going to be stout. I believe that, you know, the, the top's not going to come off the defense. The zone in the back end is going to be fine. Um, but I, I want to see like, all right, when the game is on the line, do we have somebody is is um, IGM? Is he going to stand up and, and you know, come downhill and, and blow it up again on a on a fourth and two or whatever it is you know that's that's the kind of stuff we need to see great anything else to add jeremy um i mean i think that's a really good point right there um you know i mean you can talk about the defense because you know a lot about defense right i'm impressed by their defense so i think they're going to be just fine on that front you know based on what you're saying but i i think just a specific part about you know some things that um, the offensive line could do better is um you know they take few of the times that I saw a few mess ups, you know, like they take their steps. Uh, the person's not exactly where they plan on them to be, or they make a move, you know, and they kind of miss. And uh, what I like about them is they don't hang their head. Right. So if they can continue to do that and keep their head up and just fix their small mistakes. And, you know, like you said, attention to detail, I think it's a great point. It's just, that's everything in football, right. It's a game of inches, you know, one false step and you're behind. So I think that is a I think good point. And uh, you know, do you have any thoughts on that Trevor? Yeah, I'm sure you guys have had games throughout your career where it's, you know, you're you're winning by 20, 30 points. And then all of a sudden when, you know, you're three and oh, and then you're playing a good team and then you're you're in it, it's 24, 21 or whatever it is. And you're in a tight game. Just how do you guys kind of flip that switch when those that attention to detail is even more important? Is it is it automatic? Is it second nature? Or do you have to remind yourself, like, all right, we're actually in this thing. We need to flip the switch and really focus even harder. I mean, there's two things in my opinion, it's conditioning and experience. One of the, the first things that happens is, you know, guys get out there and, and, you know, the, the pace of the game picks up, you know, you got a couple of two minute drills, you know, at the end of a quarter or, you know, or whatever it is. And, you know, your, your mental starts to go a little bit. So they got to be in shape. I, I believe that they're in good enough shape to do it. And then um, experience, you know, you need, you need a guy out there. You need a coach out there on the field who can tell the D line, Hey, it's third and whatever, watch screen and draw, watch screen and draw, you know, or, or call out the alerts or, you know, get that one guy lined up. We all know who's, who's, who the liability is on every play. You know what I mean? Like somebody has got to tell that guy, Hey, by the way, if the ball comes to you, you got the flat, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we need, to make sure that we got that, um, you know, we got all those bases covered. Yep. Um, I know when I was a player, you know, and the game got tight against a good team, you know, that's where you kind of, you know, just 
step up, you know, like it's, it's you bend or not bend a break, but you know, it's either you don't, you wilt under the pressure, you know, or you just kind of step up and you, uh, you do what you have to do, you know, and they go through this. Like what people don't realize is we go through so many walkthroughs as players. And I know they're doing the same thing. So many practices, so much time in the meeting rooms, you know, you have it all in your head. So Matthias is right. As long as you're conditioned and you've been experienced enough to be in that position before, or maybe the coaches have put you like that in position in a, in a practice or something like that, then, uh, you know, you pull that out of your pocket, and you do it. And if not, you just kind of go with your first instinct. And if it messes up on to the next one, you know, that's why football is such mm -hmm. a good, good sport. You know, it's, what is that? Three, four seconds of fury. And then it's all over and you get about, <laughs> you know, about a minute to recover and you go back at it. So, I mean, if you're mentally tough, you got a lot of fortitude in your, in your brain, you know, you're going to, you're going to push through it. And uh, I think from what I've seen, Boston college has that in them. So I'm excited for this Missouri game. I think they're going to play real well. And I cannot wait to be screaming my TV and have no one be able to hear me. <laughs> let's great. go great and last thing here to wrap up just what are your what are your favorite non-conference wins from uh, your career at bc just what stands out as kind of your favorite memories playing against a team outside of your league your conference that's a good question um uh, hmm. damn that's a good one i have to run to my office and look at all of our past schedules <laughs> uh i mean do bowl games count yeah i, yeah. Would say so. I loved san francisco um not only just because of like the team we were played Colorado state. So it's not like we were playing like a powerhouse or anything, but it was just, the city was great. The experience was great. And then you, you know, you go out there and it was a good game. You come home and you win and you just feel like it was a good year. You know, you're proud of yourself. I loved bowl games, but um, you know, as far as regular season goes, I was always, I wanted, I, I enjoyed beating Stanford. That was fun for me. Um, remember that Matthias? Yeah. Yeah. And no, I do remember that. I, my thing, like, I don't, I don't really have like a, a non-conference, you know, like I, I wanted to play the the biggest team on the schedule and we were playing. It was usually what we had Miami early on. They were big. We had uh, Florida state, that Florida state game. We finally had uh, game day come up. Like I wanted to play the biggest yeah. game. I wanted to play on national TV. I wanted to play against the best offensive tackle so that, you know, we could show, we could do it for me. It was, it was more about, you know, like getting BC some recognition. Like we, we had great players, our offensive linemen, damn near all of them played in the league. Same thing with our defensive linemen. Like we knew it, you know, at the time. So I wasn't worried about in, out of conference. I was worried about like, who's the best team we got on the schedule. And as, as, as the season goes on, I want everybody's rankings to climb as we're about to play them so that we can have this game be flexed to be on the, you know, the, the, the primetime game and, and whatnot. So I was, I was more about getting that exposure and playing, playing up against whoever was the best at the time. Um, I feel you on that, Matthias. I, I have, one question though do you remember when texas was on our schedule and then we i think we dropped them because we joined the acc or something like that that was my biggest disappointment that we didn't get a play mm -hmm. i'll tell you that much that would have been a lot of fun because they were really good back then right mm -hmm. and uh you know the sec is a great conference with a lot of good teams right and uh, that's what people want to think of the powerhouse and you know ncaa football right so this will be a huge win for them if they can get it and uh, i think that might be one of those memories trevor where they look back on it and they have a quick answer for, you know, when they're doing their podcast, when they're 38. <laughs> <laughs> if podcasts exist then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. You never know. All right. Great. Well, Jeremy Mathias, thanks for hopping on. We always appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Boston College, a chance to, you know, get established itself in the ACC against an SEC opponent. Uh, so a chance to move into the top 25 for the Eagles, potentially if they can pull this one out. Big opportunity uh, Saturday at noon at Alumni Stadium. Thanks all again, and uh, have a great day, and enjoy the game. Take care. Thanks, Jarvis. Nice Thanks, job. Nice job.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.